Hey friends, Darren here. Welcome to another episode of That Drum Life Podcast. Here with you Tuesday and every Tuesday for new episodes of That Drum Life Podcast. So glad you can share this time with me. Uh, first, I want to apologize for the sound of my voice, the stuffiness. Um, I've been a complete wreck the last couple of days. Um, no coronavirus, everything's good uh, on that front, but um, there's been a huge windstorm come through LA and there's one unique thing about uh, the weather patterns around here. Any kind of wind that comes in and picks up um, dirt, dried leaves, cut grass, uh, any kind of pollen or anything like that in the air, uh, swirls around in the air above Los Angeles and then comes and lands straight on my face. It's the weirdest thing and I cannot figure it out. But no matter where I am, I can be inside and then all the weather comes in, blows everything around into a huge dirt ball in the sky and then it just comes and just straight smashes me in the face. So I'm taking every allergy medication known to man and none of it's doing the trick. So this is this is the best me right now. So sorry for that. Next week it'll be better, I promise. All right, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of networking. Now we all know networking is important. It's important no matter what you do. Uh, if you're not a musician, <laughs> whatever job you have, networking is really, really, really important. Now, as a musician, I would tell you that networking is the most important skill that you can develop. Um, if you play drums, you're working on your chops, you're working on playing to a click and recording and, and anything you practice on drums, uh, that's all good and fine. Uh, yes, that's necessary. You know, you need to take care of all that, but you have to practice and develop your networking skills. You could be the best drummer in the world. You could be the fastest, the most musical. You could be the best at what you do, but you still need to get out and sell your product. I mean, you're ultimately a small business and businesses make something to sell. If you're a drummer, you're selling your sound, your expertise, your musical expertise behind the drums. Uh, that's a thing that you develop. That's a thing you uh, refine. And that's a thing that you ultimately sell to somebody else, a songwriter, a band, a producer, you know, what have you. Once you have your skills together, once you have your product to a level where you think, this is ready for this is ready for the big time. This is ready to get out there and uh, and introduce to the world. It's you know we're past development. This is a finished product, and it's time for it to get out there. Uh, who do you send it to? Do you just put it up on the internet, uh, put it up on Instagram, Facebook, and just kind of hope for the best? Uh, well, you know sometimes that works. Um, there are drummers that kind of came out of nowhere who are amazing drummers, tons of chops. Tons and tons of skill, like ridiculous superhuman skill, right? No one's ever heard of them before. They don't play for anybody. They don't play with anybody. They just, they're YouTube drummers and that's great. Now that can kind of turn into a gig. People will reach out to them on YouTube or the socials or TikTok, what have you, and, um, and hire them for a gig. Now, that's all great and everything. That hasn't been my experience, but it does happen. It can happen. 
I'm more of the mindset and of the experience to encourage you to get out and meet people, make long lasting relationships, make long lasting professional relationships where you could possibly grow together as someone's career grows and expands and they network, you're a part of their network and you can get opportunities from their network. It, it kind of compounds upon itself, which is, which is a wonderful thing. Now, how do you network? How do you get out and network? And it goes way beyond just posting something online, hitting send and hoping someone will, you know, like it or share it or something like that. All right. So in my experience, the first thing you need to do is find out who it is you need to network with, what kind of person and where they are, what part of the industry they work in. I mean, you say the music industry, but that's a huge industry made up of a lot of smaller industries. There's the music education industry, there's music manufacturing, uh, there's uh, music transcription and composing, and there's music performance. There's so much stuff. There's musical licensing. There's, uh, you know, the, the label side of things, the streaming side of things. There's so many parts of the music industry. So you need to find out what your focus is going to be. That focus could be a performer. Uh, you can play in the studios, you can play uh, live on stage. Uh, that's great. If that's the direction that you're headed, then you need to go where other performers are making it. You need to go to a place where there's enough of a vibrant scene that can sustain you, that you can have a career in those places. My hometown couldn't have a career there playing music. Sorry. So off to Los Angeles it was. I mean, it just makes sense. You know, you kind of got to go where the gig is. If you're in the automotive industry, you might be moving to Detroit. If you're in the tech industry, you might be moving to Silicon Valley. Um, yeah, who knows? Anyway, at the end of the day, you need to be where people that are in your industry uh, are thriving and having careers. So once you've, you know, packed all your stuff and moved out, which I did in 2000, I graduated uh, my undergraduate in Waco, Texas, and then moved out to LA. I knew nobody in Los Angeles. I had no family out here. I had no friends. I had no contacts whatsoever. Yes, it was that story. You just throw all your junk in a truck and um, and drive out to Los Angeles for, you know, to make it big. <laughs> but hey, here I am. It kind of worked out for me. So it can work out for you too. Uh, when I got here, this was the summer. I moved in June of 2000. And I knew that I was starting grad school uh, in that following September. So at least, at the very least, I had something to look forward to, somewhere to go that, you know, also had other artists there working toward, you know, toward their goals. So I had something, you know, something on the horizon that I could rely on for, uh, you know, for a while. So during that summer, I really tried to get out and went through the LA Weekly, which, you know, kids, a long time ago, there was a, a newspaper, they actually put ink on paper, and you had to go find them. And uh, at the back, they had uh, ads for, you know, musicians and, you know, hey, this band needs a drummer, this band needs a guitar player and, and a phone number. Now, kids, all right, a phone number is a string of numbers that you, I, you, you had to punch into a phone. You can't just like look up somebody's name and click that. So one of my first gigs was with a band called Jetpack and uh, it was a surf uh, surf rock band. I, yeah, I'm from the middle of Texas. There's no surfing in the middle of Texas. So I had no idea where surf rock was outside of, you know, say the beach boys or, or whatever. And through that, I mean, we played a lot of places. We, my first gig in LA was at the Roxy, 
the world famous Roxy. That's right. This is the first place. But we played that gig uh, at uh, the Roxy, the Lava Lounge, Rusty's Surf Ranch, and the Santa Monica Pier. I mean, we played a lot, which was which was really, really, really great. And it gave me a chance to practice my networking. And at the base level, networking is just, you know, just being a friend, <laughs> introducing yourself. You know, I am Darren. I, you know, I like your band and, you know, I, I, I like the way you play, you know, that kind of thing. You know, just being sincere, being a cool guy, you know, not being a too cool for school rock star, which there's so many of, my goodness. Just being cool, just being yourself. Um, and, and honestly, that's really, that's really it. It's amazing how far being sincere and being genuine will get you. Now, does that mean you'll get a gig out of it? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But more importantly, you're making a connection. You're making a friend with somebody, you know, which is which is great. I mean, that that's, yeah, that's really the best. Whether you get something out of it uh, job-wise or not. Now, you can network with people like that and... Uh, don't forget about managers. Um, sometimes you have to ask around and get some phone numbers to cold call uh, or reach out on email. Um, if you do, I mean, just be, you know, just be cool about it. <laughs> you know, there's a fine line between trying to network with somebody and then just full on hounding them. If you're calling them and stalking them, well, that's, you know, that's illegal and it's kind of a dick move. So don't do any of that. You know, sending an email, great. Several days later, you know, send a follow up email. And, you know, if you're getting ghosted, then fine, drop it and go network with somebody else. If you're in a place like Los Angeles or, um, you know, or Nashville or New York, um, the business is big enough for everybody, really. So there's lots of people to network with. And there's lots of opportunities for you to network, which is, uh, you know, which is great. And like I said, you can't, you might not be able to get that in your hometown. I wasn't able to get that. So off I went. And just like any industry, you kind of move to where the gig is. Now, if you're able to do that, if you're in a place uh, where you're able to do that, wonderful. More power to you. Get out there and network. Uh, if you're not, then make sure that all your socials and everything like that, you can you can freely represent uh, what it is you do behind the drums uh, to somebody many, many miles away. Now, get your reel together. You can also do what's called an electronic press kit, an EPK. And all it is is a, a commercial about you. I mean, that's really it. <laughs> it's a commercial, not unlike, you know, you're watching TV and then here comes a commercial for Mr. Clean Magic Erasers or something. This is a commercial for you trying to sell you and trying to sell your product. Um, and then that can go on uh, YouTube, it can go on all your socials, it can go on TikTok, whatever, uh, and just, just get it out there. It's not unheard of for these to make their rounds, uh, these, you know, electronic press kits kind of make their rounds through the internet and uh, for you to get a call out of the blue saying, you know, Hey, you're in, you live in Florida. Uh, we're in, we're in Kansas city and, uh, we have a band. We like your drumming and, and can you record something for us and, and email it? That's not unheard of at all nowadays. In fact, more and more people are getting used to remote recording, you know, which is, you know, which is wonderful. I love that. I mean, a lot of my business is, is remote, remote recording. I'm never, uh, I'm never in a room with a band. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I was in a room with a band recording. It was really just like, you know, drum booth record, 
And then the band comes in and layers everything later at a later date. So anyway, getting your product together and getting the best representation of your product together digitally to send out is is great. That's a form of networking as well. You can also just straight up cold call people. Now, you know what cold calling is? That's right. No prior connection to the person or the company at all. You find their information, uh, you find their phone number, and you call them. Or you can just email them out of the blue. All right. Now, every connection that you make has to start somewhere, whether it's through a friend or through another colleague or something like that. Uh, But sometimes you just have to full on cold call somebody. You have to find their information. You have to call them. You have to email them just out of the blue and make the first step, make that first connection. Sometimes that works out great. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, Sometimes you get a lukewarm response. I mean, really, any, any response is a good response. At least you made the connection. That's the goal here. Um, yeah, you're not going to cold call some, you know, some band and then they're immediately going to, you know, give you a gig or cold call some company and they're immediately going to give you, you know, a ton of free drum heads or something like that, right? It's not going to happen. So what you can do is just make that first connection. That's the goal. If you made a successful connection, you get some kind of reply, then that's wonderful. Then you can, you know, get back in touch in a couple of weeks and say, hey, I'm doing this, I'm playing these shows and, um, you know, here's some you know, here's a video of me playing the show, uh, you know, just follow up and kind of foster a relationship over, uh, over a long time. I mean, really you're in it playing the long game. So sometimes relationships in the music industry take years, but then after that time, they know roughly who you are, what you're about, what your product is all about, you know, that kind of thing. That's the goal here. So really my advice with that is just to be sincere, be a good person. Uh, don't hound somebody. Don't stalk somebody. Be the kind of person that you'd want to hang out with. Be real. Be sincere. Make sure that your product is in good shape to, uh, you know, make sure it's in, pre- in, in presentable shape. Make sure you're in presentable shape, <laughs> right? Um, but ultimately, know that these kind of things take a long time and to be patient with it. Eventually, it it pays off. Eventually, your work does pay off. And really, who knows where the next opportunity is going to come from? I've had opportunities come from the most unlikeliest of places. I mean, just blind spots, places I wasn't even looking. And then here's, here comes a great opportunity. And then I've had uh, these relationships that I, you know, that I've built up over the years. And I swear that's going to, you know, turn into a gig one of these days. And it never does. And I'm totally content with that because I have a, a great friend out of it, you know? So who really knows? But the importance of getting out there putting yourself forward, putting your product forward um, in a sellable way, in a presentable way, that that's the goal, all right? Getting out and networking as much as possible. So speaking about getting out, it's more than just going to shows and, and seeing bands play live and everything. A lot of it is going to some of these trade shows. Now, the big ones you've heard of, NAM, PASIC, um, but... There's a lot of small drum shows that are pretty likely in an area near you. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the rundown of these dates and everything, and then um, it's up to you to uh, uh, to get to one of these drum shows. Now, these are all um, you know Thursday through Sunday, Friday through Sunday, maybe just Saturday, um, maybe Saturday and Sunday. These are all like weekend dates, so please make plans to go to them. And most of them are 
you know, 10 bucks to get in or maybe like $5 pre-sale tickets. You can find them all on the socials. Uh, some of them have their own websites. But anyway, here's the rundown, starting with the Delaware Drum Show in Newcastle, Delaware. Uh, it's a beautiful drum show, lots of stuff going on there. This is February 27th, Delaware Drum Show, February 27th in Newcastle, Delaware. Uh, next up for all my UK friends, this is uh, the UK Drum Show in Liverpool. Uh, this is on April 3rd. Uh, next, we have Music Messe in Frankfurt, Germany. This is April 29th through May 1st. So, you know, coming up quick. Uh, next up is the Chicago Drum Show in St. Charles, Illinois. This is May 21st and 22nd. And these are all announced and confirmed. They are definitely going down. Um, you know, save last minute COVID shenanigans. But plan on these and go, uh, go to them. Uh, just announced... Um, in Nashville is the Music City Drum Show. Now, this is the second year, I believe, um, that it actually happens. Um, they, uh, uh, they, the first one, I believe, was in 2019, and then it shut down for 2020, 2020 and then 21, and now we're back in 22. Uh, so the Music City Drum Show in Nashville is a go for July 9th and 10th. Um, next up is the NAM show, the big NAM show, and this is June 3rd through 5th. Um, it was normally Winter NAM in Anaheim, and now it is combined Winter NAM and Summer NAM. There is no Summer NAM in Nashville. It's all just one big giant NAM show in Anaheim, June 3rd through the 5th. Uh, next up is uh, NAM and Music Mesa in. Next up is NAM Music Mesa in Moscow. Um, this is September 20th through 22nd, and man, I want to go to that. I love Moscow. Uh, there's a uh, PASIC, all right? Uh, PASIC is more geared toward the education side of things. Um, I mean, it's a great it's a great convention to go to. It's in Indianapolis. Uh, it's in the same place every year. This is November 9th through the 12th. Um, and you can buy tickets and go and, and, and check out tons of great clinics and everything like that. Um, even though it's kind of leaning toward the education, uh, side of things, concert world, uh, march of percussion, concert percussion, uh, there's a lot of drum set presence there. Most of the clinicians are drum set players and, and stuff like that. And a lot of the drum set companies and cymbal companies are represented there as well. Um, so definitely go check out PASIC if you can. Now, the ones that I don't know about uh, that I'll have to check in with you later on are the Hollywood Drum Show. That's supposed to be coming back this year. I have no idea when. Uh, usually they happen around August. So um, sometime in August, you'll probably see a Hollywood Drum Show come up. Also, there's the Drumeo Festival. Um, their site says the Drumeo Festival's 2022, but there's no actual date there. Uh, that'll be announced later. And uh, finally, the St. Louis uh, the STL Drum Show. Um, again, that's supposed to be back uh, for 2022. Uh, most likely, that's going to be later in the fall. That's usually when the, the STL Drum Show has that date. All right. So those three I don't know about, but they'll, you know, I'm anticipating they're going to be updated shortly. All right. Okay. And lastly, this is the uh, Las Vegas Drum Show. I will be there with Pfeiffer Drum Co. Uh, it's just for the one day, Saturday, March 19th in Vegas. Uh, make plans now. Head to the website, look it up on the socials, and um, buy uh, buy the pre-tickets. They're, they're, yeah, they're cheap. Um, and it's going to be an awesome day. I'm looking forward to it. So make plans to be there. Uh, if not there, then make plans to be at any other ones that I mentioned before. All right? Go to. Get out there. Meet the, meet the people in the industry. Meet the other people who are you know, playing drums for a living, right? Get out and network 
And just like I said before, the skill of networking is just like any other skill you have behind the drum set. If you're practicing uh, playing your feet really, really fast, well, you know, practice uh, how you do your sales pitch, right? For your music or for your drumming. Uh, anything you practice on the drum set, um, yeah, it's always going to be second place to your ability to network and to be able to sell what it is you're working so hard on. So, you can do it. I believe in you. Any questions or comments, reach out to me at darren at thatdrumlife.com. That's darren with one R, D-A-R-E-N, at thatdrumlife.com. Friends, thanks so much for being here. I will see you next week with a new episode of That Drum Live Podcast. <laughs>